transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin guitars. Got the kind of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From two fours to four three. The founder of the Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends roaming around. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars. Be true to yourself and see if if, if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. What up, what up, what up, man? I appreciate everybody coming in. We got a uh, special guest right out the gate today, man, on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. So I appreciate everybody joining live on YouTube. Everybody on the audio side, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, everybody. Make sure you come on over to YouTube, man, and we're live on YouTube. Uh, we're also live on Twitter today, and uh, we're trying it out for the first time. But I, uh, we're going to have a special guest on here in one second. I'm going to give you the quote of the day real quick. We're going to bring him in. His time is precious. I appreciate uh, Mr. Pollard coming on with us, man, former Super Bowl champion. So we're going to get it out, out the way. Um, quote of the day, your personal problems require personal solutions, not social attention. So quit posting every motherfucking thing on social media, man. Keep your business in-house. Handle your shit by yourself and fix your damn self. Stay off social media and tell everybody your damn problems. Nobody want to hear that shit. Just come on there like me and talk shit. Um, man, I appreciate you. Bernard Bernard uh, Pollard Jr., man, I appreciate you coming on with me, brother, early on in the show. Uh, you're one of one, man. You're one of one, so I appreciate you and, uh, you know, your old school mentality like me, man. I'm a little older, but, you know, I don't know if you could have played in the Pro Bowl nowadays, dog. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could have played in it, man. Um, I still can go a little bit, but, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy on how it is right now. Now, I know you could have played in it, but you would have been knocking good cats out, and they would have fined your ass and everything else. Dog. I was going to bring it in. Everybody, uh, Bernard Pollard Jr., former Super Bowl champ, Baltimore Ravens, been around a long, long time, um, been playing this game, NFL veteran. Um, it was on ESPN Today, if you haven't seen him, with Keyshawn Johnson talking about the whole Lamar Jackson and all that. And I, I don't even care about all that, man. I just like having real folks on the show, and I appreciate you, Grace, and your, our presence. I was going to ask you something, man, later on, but um, – what do you think they should do with the Pro Bowl? Because cats like you, Sean Taylor, Ray Lewis, guys like you guys, man, there was no way that you weren't going to hit somebody. And now they're playing tag football, man. Is that, like, disappointing to watch? Or are you cool with it and just be like, I mean, my thing is just put the shit on paper like, the, like you know, like like high school does. Like, put it on paper and, uh, and be like, fuck it, this is the team. Why play if you're going to play flag football? Yeah, I agree. I, I think one of the biggest things, JB, is 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 the, the game of football is so physical. Uh, it's so uh, taxing on the body. And uh, when these guys finish a season, 
um, playing, what, 17 games, whatever it may be, um, it's hard to go out and play a, a Pro Bowl uh, game and get yourself up like that, especially when you have guys that are about to get ready. They're entering a contract here. They're in negotiations or they're about to hit free agency. They're looking like, man, I'm, I'm not trying to get hurt out here. So whether it's a game, whether it's two-hand touch, tag, whether it's playing um, little, doing little skill things, I think, you know, when it's all said and done, I, 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 I truly believe just put it on. If they choose to put it on paper, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, I, I think still paying the players because they were – mentioned they were voted on uh by their peers i i think that would be really cool but yeah it's just too hard playing a football game after a long season um after a playoff run uh going into an off season where you're trying to get paid or you, you know you're trying to heal up as much as you can nah i agree man because shoot who was who was it man the, the patriots who was the back that blew out his knee in that skills and drills remember back in the day um in hawaii hey. shit it was a big time running back I, I, yeah. he, he had a good year I, can't, I, I it's vague. I kind of remember. Yeah. I remember some of that, but yeah, it, it's taxing, bro. Like uh, after going through a long season, I, I don't really don't think fans understand how much pressure, how much um, you know, just the, the mileage you've put on your bodies, the hits you've taken, the hits you've put out. Uh, your body needs to recover, uh, and that off season, hey, it, sometimes it need, it's not long enough. Uh, so, but uh, man, yeah, they got to do something. Uh, because it's it's getting worse and worse every year. Yeah, it's just now it's like, damn. I was like, it, I was like, you shit me. I turned it on today. I, I, last year, I didn't know that was a real thing. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is cracking, man? I was like, hey, that's shit. money, baby. Hey, I want to let everybody know out here that's listening, man, that you, I want you to know too, man, you're responsible for getting a lot of backup quarterbacks their bag, so so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows this, but you got Matt Castle his bag. And a lot of cats don't know that shit. Uh, people, I think Matt Castle should be paying your ass. Uh, if you don't know the story, uh, Bernard Pollard actually injured Tom Brady for the season. Matt Castle came in, not malicious or nothing, just playing football. Matt, Ca Matt Castle came in, won 10 games for the Patriots, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, but... Got a bag from the Kansas City Chiefs and shit. The rest is history. Um, I'm sure there was other guys like that. Um, walk us through that moment. I know a lot of cats talk shit and all that, but I'm like, dog, this this is football. Like, what do you mean? I don't. Joe Theismann broke his leg on Monday Night Football from Lawrence Taylor, and Lawrence Taylor was waving dudes in. Um, it's not intent. We're not trying to do that. I mean, I've been hit the same way. Like, uh, did you take heat from, from like, the inner circles of the league for that shit? Or was that a big deal to, to that at that time? Yeah, it, I mean, when you look at that play back in 08, you know, I, I believe it was Sammy Morris. He tried to cut me on a on – a, I had him on a uh, – it was a man-to-man. -man. I ended up having a back, so I, I shot the A-gap and he cut me. So when he cut me, I kind of jumped over the cut a little bit but I was going to get back up so he kind of jumped on my back so when I launched forward uh Tom's you know kind of coming through his his uh stepping through his throw and I ended up hitting that knee and uh you know a lot of people said whatever they said about it and, and I'm, I'm cool with it as I tell people all the time I'm a big boy I can handle uh the flack you know the Patriots uh, uh their players were pissed and upset they thought it was malicious uh but like I told them I said if, if I'd have got hurt that play 
the game, they had to cart me off the field, walk me off the field, and the game was still went on. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, because it was Tom Brady, a lot of people were pissed off about it, but I don't care. It wasn't done. It was not intentional. I don't have to apologize. I did not apologize uh, because that wasn't my intent. My intent was to play football and tackle him and get him down any way that I could. Um, you know, but, you know, in the front office, uh, a lot of people don't even understand, but they're one of their execs end up getting hired for Scott Pioli and they'll get hired for the GM job for the Kansas City Chiefs the very next year. And uh, it was kind of funny, you know, as he, when he came into the locker room, when they introduced him as a GM, he came up to my locker. I was just finished the workout. He told me he was going to cut me for what I did to Tom Brady. So, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, a lot of people talk about you got cut. Uh, they he, he cut me for that and then turned around and lied on why I was cut. Uh, but nevertheless, it's just it's funny on how this. Wait, 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 wait. He for real cut you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, I was fuck. Locker. I thought he was fucking with you. No, he came to my locker and he was introduced. He said, "I'm gonna cut you for what you did to Tom Brady," and walked away. And so I kind of just giggled it off and you know kept working out. We went through uh, all season, went through OTAs. They hired it. They hired Todd Haley. Uh, he was a jerk. That dude's terrible uh, as a head coach, nevertheless. But uh, we ended up going through OTAs, went through preseason. He cut me after the third preseason game. We played the Texans, and uh, he cut me uh, after the third – or cut me – I'm sorry, after the going into the fourth because I, I set out – I twisted my ankle. Uh, so I set out the fourth preseason game, and he cut me right after the fourth preseason game. He said that I, I, I was conduct detrimental to the football team, which I have never done anything. I've never been the in trouble. Fuck? I've never done anything crazy. So, yeah, man, turned around and lied. But, you know, it's all good. I ended up going to the – Houston, Texas, with my DB coach who drafted me, so it was all it was all good. Man, that shit is crazy, man. Good old boys would stick together, boy. I tell you, yes they uh, do, yes they do. Man, kudos to you, man, for 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 always just being better than everybody else talking, man. A lot of cats could take the different route, you know, and 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 play the play the uh you know the the victim. And I know you've never done that, so I appreciate what you do, man. Because people don't realize the babies, the youth, the kids look up to cats like you who play for a long time in the league, and I don't believe this era understands that. You got guys nowadays who are just chasing the bag from college going to transfer portal. Shit, starts in high school, but college kids entering the transfer portal just because they don't want to compete, chasing this NIL deal to NFL guys or NBA guys demanding trades with four years left on a contract and getting it, to me, is just setting a bad precedence for the kids out there that look up to all these guys like KD and... Lamar Jackson, everybody, you know, Kyler Murray, all these guys that want to just, it seems like the, the game's no more an intimate setting. The, the, the locker room's not an intimate setting anymore like it once was. I don't think cats that bleed together, sweat, sweat together, cry together matter anymore. I don't think that really exists. I don't know. Do you think that's still a thing or do you think it's strictly business? Man, this, you know, JB, one of the biggest things is you look at this this league, this league has gotten a lot younger. Uh, you know, a lot of the veteran-led uh, football teams are non-existent. You know, so when you look at what's going on, you know, the NFL, the GMs, the, the execs, they want young football players that's just going to be there and not be uh, a voice, a, a, a big voice as far as, not so much turning a team, but leading a team. You know, they, they want the head coaches to, to be able to say what they say. They want the, co the the players to follow whatever the head coach or the front office is saying, and they don't want any uh, pushback. And so with a veteran-led football team, you know, like we had in Baltimore, it was just one of those things where we spoke up. We had a panel. Uh, we had a panel of guys, myself, um, and, and, and plenty of other uh, guys where we, we, we would – 
you know, check the tempo of the football team, figure out what's going on, see, you know, what people, uh, how they felt and, 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 you know, checking on, um, just like I said, the temperature of our team. And we would take that back to Harbaugh. And a lot of times he did not like it. And I, I think, you know, what I tell a lot of people, you know, when we won the Super Bowl, I, I, that unlocked a lot of, I shouldn't say responsibility, or that, that unlocked decision-making for John Harbaugh when it came down to, okay, now he said, uh, I don't want such and such on my team now. Well, he unlocked that. And so he got that. I think, you know, he got that from Ozzy, where Ozzy and them kind of ran that roster. They ran and made the signs, which they still do to the day. But I think the decision-making on what players Harbaugh want and don't want, you know, he, he got his roster. And I think if you look at the way the Baltimore Ravens are set up right now, they're set up as a Harbaugh football team where they're still competing because, like I said, Ozzy is making the decision. Ozzy and, and, and Eric DeCosta and them, they're still making the decision, drafting the guys, getting them in. But, you know, um, you know, he Harbaugh got a lot of his guys in and, and uh, it's, it's, it's really kicked them in the butt because they haven't been back to what they what we were uh, when I was there or even before I was there. Was Art Perkins with you there? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember Art Perkins. I, I don't believe so. Yeah, he was there shit, early 2000s. Then he I think he went to the Titans. He was Ozzy's right hand man. He, he was a he's a legendary Compton College guy. He played running back for the Chargers and the Rams way back. He was one of the first big backs like before the Dickersons and Jim Browns and shit. He was the big time. But he was there for the Ravens for a long time. Uh, he was there on the first hard knocks ever. <laughs> when that when that <laughs> yeah, happened, he but so yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Um, yeah, I remember you were at Purdue, man. You used to smoke, dudes, man, and it was always good time to watch. Um, when you were balling out and coming into the league, hard, you know, a lot of cats nowadays I don't think can handle. Uh, I don't see it no more. I just don't see the league. It starts at college, in my opinion, but I don't see the league just being as physical as it once was based on the the rules, obviously, protecting the quarterback. I played the QB position. I had a cup of tea with the Chiefs, obviously, overseas in NFL Europe back in the day, but – I look at it like, God damn, we've become some cowardly cats, man. We, the quarter, I played quarterback, and I don't like seeing the soft shit. Like, I'm like, no, this is the, the game we played, signed up to play, and you're making millions, if not hundreds of millions now, and you can't get hit? And it's like, man, to me, it was fun throwing a touchdown, getting smacked in the chin, and I thought girls used to like scars. You know what I mean? That's what it was about. <laughs> I used to talk shit to guys like you smacking me, but I got the ball off. And if it was a completion, I'm talking shit. That was the game, though. That's what it should have been. Nowadays, you got cats crying and, 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 and bitching, and they don't want to get hit. And they're, they're looking to the ref to, look what he did. And it's like, I, I show things all the time. Like Mahomes, he does that bullshit like he'll... He'll try to scamper around knowing he's going to run out of bounds, but try to get two more yards before he, because he knows everybody let up and not going to hit him. And I'm like, to me, that's some bitch made shit. Like, why are you, why are they not making that a rule? And, and, and if the game should just be flag football, then like put the quarterback down when he starts to run lateral and we can't, you can't hit him no more. So it's like, I don't know, man. The game just is not as, uh, what it once was. I understand that the business is big business and all that, but. I don't know, man. It's like uh, we can't have our cake and eat it too. How, how was it? How was it playing with Ray and Ed Reed and those type of guys on that defense, who arguably might have been one of the best ever? Well, it's, it, that was a lot of fun. I, I think going back to your point about the NFL uh, and, and the rules, I, I, when you look at what's going on, 
they're paying these players a lot of money, so they want to do whatever they can to protect them. And and as I tell a lot of people all the time, I don't look to get the accolades or whatever it may be, but when you look at a lot of these quarterbacks running around, you can't hit them because of what I did to Tom Brady. Um, You know, that became a rule. Uh, You know, a lot of the times where guys went out uh, out of bounds, you couldn't hit them because of what I did, and and that was my motto. You get to the white, I'm gonna do what's right, and you get hit. Hell you know, yeah. so I, I, I was a dude where I, I I was physical. I loved playing the game of football physical. I had a, a, a piece of paper on my locker. Uh, whenever we went away, I would always put that piece of paper on my locker at a, a, at away games. My 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 job was, you know, my goal is the Super Bowl. My mission is to kill. And you know, a lot of you know, cats don't think like that. You know, and and I mean, there's no longer any cats like that in the International Football League because they 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 pampered these players offensively. And you know, you know, guys like you said, like you said, guys are looking for flags every single time they're getting hit. They're looking for helmet to helmet. I I tell people for these guys that are making a rule, I truly believe before you can put a rule in place, you need to put the decision makers in pads and they need to sit, they need to go out there and actually run through that motion because that's going to teach them okay wait a minute we really can't make this a rule because if my if my shoulder go to hit somebody my head is connected to my body so if my head connected to my body and i go to hit somebody my helmet is going to graze them if it is intentional helmet to helmet blow and we're looking to do that i get it but when you're looking at i the guy, the the offensive player was running. I had already committed to the tackle, and he ducked, and we made contact. But you penalized me, who already committed to it, and now this guy went to go go helmet to helmet. I, I just think that's bullcrap. I think that's bullcrap where you're allowing these offensive players to use the crown of their helmet uh, to be able to drop their hips and to 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 come down. And it's good and all dandy because he ran and he was he was trying to get extra yards. But all of a sudden, when a defensive player come in and looked to smack the piss out of that sucker. All of a sudden, it's an issue. So it, it's it's a one way street. It's it's an offensive game. Uh, they want points on the board. They want defensive players thinking, uh, trying to play. And I just don't. I don't buy it. I do not like it. I do not like the decision makers. I don't like what Cadell is doing. I think you have watered down this league. Uh, are, is the league still making money? Yes, uh, because people keep watching. Because at the end of the day, this game is still violent, still physical, even with the rule changes. So uh, yeah, they, they've got to do a better job. I, I, I truly believe they still have to has to have to do a better job um, in implementing certain things. But you know, uh, people still watching because it's it's still fun to see guys run fast, cut, shake, juke, whatever, maybe throw, and you know, do special things on a football field uh, with a hundred yards. Yeah, you know, I said that literally what you just said. I said the referees, first of all, a. 99% of them are, are, you know, half of them are lawyers full-time year-round, uh, businessmen. They do a different, a bunch of different shit. I don't think any of them are biomechanists or understand the human biology or biomechanics in totality. I got two degrees in kinesiology, and I know I understand it better than these refs. And I, I came out and said, man, the referees need to be put in pads and go run a route. They don't even need to hit each other, but just have one-on-one and run a route and have a guy break on it and see how he's going to stop in a split second in a gap 
when fucking Eddie George lowers his head. And I'm supposed to just, what are you supposed to do? Just fuck. Like, it's, it blows my mind, man, that people really are, are that ignorant. And obviously, you know, ignorance is life-threatening. And that's what, uh, it's going to stop their money. But I agree totally, man. It's, 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 uh, it's actually sad to see that people that don't make decisions, or people that have never even probably played the sport um, at the level, it gets to make decisions. That's the same way, though, goes for the voting. NBA, NFL, Pro Bowl. The voters are Stephen A. Smith and these dudes that never played. Like, they never played any type of meaningful um, um, sports. And they're, and they're voting on this shit? I'm like, come on, man. This, this shit don't make no sense to me. But it is what it is, man. Uh, you guys... Uh, you got any? What do you got going right now? I see you with the NASCAR stuff going on. Is that is that your business venture, or are you just that's just your love? No, that's my thing, man. I have, uh, you know, I've retired. I, I I continue to stay around the game of football, uh, training uh, DBs and teaching them how to, to to move, teaching them the proper understanding of, of stance and you know whether zone, whether it's man, where your eyes should be, uh, you know, and just just the, the the technical aspect of of playing the position. Uh, but you know that's my way of staying around the game of football as I train guys here, if I or you know I'm, I'm I go out of town or guys fly in. But uh, as far as with NASCAR, man, it's been it's been truly amazing for me to be able to learn this sport uh, by accident. Um, and and you know and once I was exposed to it, I, I I was like, yo, I'm all in. Like I want to see this. I want to to learn it. And just you know, just the sport has just been it's been amazing. Uh, I have. A rig behind me. I got a rig over here, and uh, it, it's just truly amazing, man. I got diecast over here where my office, my desk is gone. I still got my footballs. I got my my, my jerseys and all that other stuff up. But you know, I am a hundred percent all in uh, with NASCAR, learning that sport and motorsports. Period, man. I've just learned about the different levels and you know the drivers and the teams and and just the pit crews, man. It's just been so much fun. For me. Man, what a so so like I'm from Compton, only white boy, right? You're almost like me right now. You're a brother in NASCAR. What what would you say with all the brothers out there asking you, like, boy, what, what the hell are you doing in this NASCAR shit? Like, I don't know any brothers in there except for Michael Jordan-sponsored guy now, right? He sponsored, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it, is it, do you see the, do you see drama in that shit? Or are you like, I don't give a fuck. Nobody's going to come up to me because that's the soft world we're in anyway. They're going to talk about it on Twitter. They're not going to come to your face. Uh, just like Lamar Jackson, his ass ain't going to come to you in the face, but he going to be on Twitter talking shit, right? That's just what they do. Um, do you see any flack just being around the, 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 a predominant white ran sport or, 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 or no? Uh, JB, I got to tell you, man, I, I have you have a small percentage of, of, of people who are going to say and do things uh, and, and be ignorant, um, you know, try to keep you away or, or, or be whatever. Uh, that's a very uh, small percentage. It, the majority has just been amazing. Um, the fans, uh, the drivers, the teams, um, it, it has been honestly a lot of fun for me. I've, I've been out to so many races. I've, I've I, obviously, I, I, I race. I'm, I'm on I racing, and and I'm racing with white, Hispanic, uh, you're I mean, just everything, um, all kind of dudes, all the time, and uh, it's just been a lot of fun. I have not had a negative experience uh, on I racing. I have not had a negative negative experience uh, being at a track. Uh, I've seen a lot of black people. I've seen a lot of native people. I've seen a lot of Hispanics, uh, whites. I, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of them. And you know, Bubba Wallace is the one I drive for. He drives for um, under Jordan, uh, him and uh, Kurt Busch, um, you know, but Bubba is, is a guy who, you know, uh, who's who's you know man of color, who, who is, uh, 
I don't know why I say man of color. He a black dude that was uh, <laughs> that, that drives in this. <laughs> that drives. He a brother. Yeah, man. It, it exactly right. So it's just it's been a lot of fun, man. And nah. I love it. The, the, the fans have welcomed me, and 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 it. I can honestly say I have had a blast the last two and a half, three years, man. It's been so much fun. Man, that's what's up, man. See, that a lot of people are scared to get out of that comfort zone. I try to tell people you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm like, shit. Yeah. You might be the one that that breaks the damn, you know, barrier or something, or the monotony or thinking that way. And a lot, of, I try to do that to everybody, man. I see. I'm like, man, how you know how it is? You see one hater and you think it's automatic. We can't go do it. Like, screw that shit. Um, yep. So look, everybody wants to know, and you know, I, that's why I didn't care. But the Lamar Jackson thing, people know I wanted you so bad because everyone knows how I am with Lamar. As far as I break his film down on my show, and I'm sitting there looking at dog. First of all, your mechanics are horrible. You're, you're stepping behind him on a slant. That's why the ball is inaccurate. You're, compl- you're horribly inaccurate. Um, I think you're a freak of nature as far as the quarterback position, an athlete, right? You're an athlete, no question. I believe athleticism is at an all-time high in all sports, bas- basketball, football. But nuts and guts can never be measured, in my opinion. I don't think we have the same nuts and guts that we did when we were playing Um Am I wrong? Did you not just tweet out a basic tweet about you balling and he chimed in on your shit? Or was it something that you had already gone into it with him? <laughs> so it's funny because uh, on, one, on one of the tweets, I was responding to uh, somebody that had said something to me. And I basically was telling them, you know, it's, it, your top receivers are not going to, they're, they're not going to want to play with him simply because of the mechanic things. You know, uh, they don't. And 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 I, as I put Keyshawn on the spot today, when we talked, you know, everybody said what they said, and I know Keyshawn is a top competitor. He was a, he was great at what he did. I said, Keyshawn, do you want to run? You want to run slants all day? Um, do you want to run across the middle all day? No, you're going to want to run. You want to run routes that you know you can get it open. You can beat this cornerback. You can beat the zone, and you're not going to want to run hitches, slants, arrows. That's not what you want to do. Or off RPO. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, so that's where Lamar chimed in and which I'm all good. I do not care about him chiming in. If he wants to go back and forth. Let's go back and forth. You know, so one of the biggest things that he did and, and I, I already tweeted out a video. I was sitting back. Somebody sent me a video uh, of me hitting a uh, Gary Russell kid from Minnesota when we played back in college, um, you know, and I. I Tweet that out saying that I just enjoy being able to see this now. That's what highlight film is for. Yeah. After our season, after our careers are done, we can sit back and watch what we did. And a lot of these young cats misunderstand what a highlight film is for. Um, but, you know, one of the things, you know, I had posted that. So he went to insult and told me how he would run me over, how I only had six seconds of highlight film. The insults are what it is. You know, I talk trash. And if I need to cut you deep, I'm going to cut you deep. If he thought he cut me deep, he did wrong. You know, but for me, I stand behind what I said. He is an absolute animal when it comes to talent-wise. He is probably one of the top 10 talents in the National Football League. When it comes down to a top 10 player playing a quarterback position, he's not mentioned. Why is that? You've already talked about his mechanics. For me as a defensive player, I think a lot of people misunderstand. I When, when I watch film, my job is to watch the tendencies of the offense. I have to watch the, the breakdown in the runs. I have to watch to see my key reads, to see what they do, how they do it. I have to watch to see the receivers on their splits, see how their stance, to see where they're going, to see if they stem, to see those different things. When I'm looking at the running backs, I want to see when he cut. I want to see when he drops his hips. I want to see if he's switching that ball. I want to see what he's doing when he comes to the middle. I want to see what he's doing when he goes 
go outside. So I'm watching all of that. So when a fan comes to me and starts talking football, I'm going, I'm dissecting all of that. I don't just watch football to watch football. I dissect when I watch football. And that's why I can't talk football with most people because if football players, and you know, JB, if, if we talk football, we break it down. I just can't talk uh, surface level. Layman's terms, yeah. Fans do. Right, I can't talk surface level because that's just not me. Um, I'm not programmed like that. So when I'm watching Lamar, I'm watching how athletic he is, and I'm just looking like a lot of what he's doing is backyard football. And I don't mean – I'm not being mean when I say that. He literally is run around, run around, run around, run around, launch the ball. Run around, run around, launch the ball. I mean, look at it. Like I, I, I tell people all the time, like look at where he's throwing his interceptions – and he should have more, but they were dropped. Uh, or he got lucky and completed the ball because the DB took a bad angle. But, you know, can he take the ball from the one-yard line and go 99? Heck, yes, he can. He is that phenomenal that he can do that. But when it comes down to it, when you're playing 17 games in a season, he has put everything on the line every single time. And he's doing running, running around to pass. He's doing it all. So he's overdoing, and then that's why – Oh, fumble. Well, I, I, I fumbled the ball or I threw an interception. I tell people all the time, JB, uh, at the quarterback position, he has a mouthpiece covering his mouth. Where's the checks? He's not checking anything. He's coming to the line, running the play that was called. And a lot of people want to say, well, that's Greg Roman. No, Greg Roman is calling what Lamar Jackson is good at. Because I tell people all the time, if you want to get on Greg Roman, Greg Roman coach who, what other team? The San Francisco 49ers. Who was his quarterback? Colin Kaepernick. Did Colin Kaepernick have a mouthpiece over his mouth? Nope. Did I play Colin Kaepernick? Yep. Did Colin Kaepernick make checks? Yes. So you can't tell me Greg Roman doesn't have no checks built in his offense because Colin Kaepernick did it. Now we're looking at Lamar Jackson where that tells me by them not implementing that in their offense, he's not capable of doing it. So now we're looking at and people get mad when you say, okay, well, this is a this is an athlete at the quarterback position, or this is a running back at the quarterback position. Well, this is what we have to say. He runs around. There's no checks. There's no adjustments. So that's why a lot of times last year or the last two years, he's running into the blitz. And you're looking like, why did he check out of that? Well, nine times out of ten, they're saying our number eight is better than your 11, which 95% of the time is true. But when you go through 17 games, you have used all of that up. You were exhausted. Now, all of a sudden, you got a receiver with 500 yards, a tight end with 800 yards, and then you're going to the playoffs, and a quarterback has taken a beating. Everybody excited about him rushing for 17, 16, 700 yards. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, but them 1,600 yards cost something. That cost something. Did he win the MVP? Heck, yeah, he did. He, he should have been the MVP because the Baltimore Ravens needed everything that he gave them. He should have won it. If he didn't rush for 16, 700 yards, he wasn't winning the MVP. I'm sorry. He wasn't. Hey, I, I tell people all the time, you in the NFL, tell me what other, what other teams are going to straight go zero and tell them our corners are better than your quarterback. Other than the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody. They're going to go zero versus the Ravens because he can't complete a ball versus a press corner. Anything other than a hitch or a slant. So, I try to tell people all the time, man. I broke him down, and I'm like, dude, he's running 40 yards laterally to gain one yard. And then has to come back to a no-huddle or tempo offensive huddle and, and try to 
be efficient for 20 games? And, and you yeah. got film on him now. You got 17 games of film on him. Like, we know what he could do. So, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. But people get mad that when you tell them the truth. And, 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 and it ain't just Lamar, brother. I put other people in it, man. I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, Kyler Murray's in that deal. Justin Fields is in that deal. There's a lot of cats in it, and I hate to use a stereotype because everybody wants to talk about the black and the white thing, and I'm like, listen, dog, I've only coached brothers for the most part. I got three <laughs> quarterbacks in the NFL, and I'm like, I hate to use it too, but I said at the end of the day, um, and I know you got to get out of here. At the end of the day, I, I don't know what you think, but I'll just take, get your take on it. I think quarterback play is at an all-time low in NFL and people people like man JB we got the most freakish we do have freak of talent but at the college level we're teaching tempo no huddle RPO we're not reading coverage we're not reading defense we're not getting better mechanically and then they go to the NFL because they're freaks and they're getting these big bags but then they fail Lamar Jackson failed my boy recruited him and coached him in Louisville and, and he's a great kid and everything but it doesn't mean I'm trying to hate on him he's just not very good at the position not not as far as top echelon to get those guys the ball when he's running around it's not about running around in the NFL it's about getting the motherfuckers the ball now and protect yourself and uh I don't know, man. It is what it is. I mean, you know, I, I want to leave you with this, brother. Um, I always ask a, a guest a question. If you can only listen to one album the rest of your life, what album is it? <laughs> JB, I, so I want to I want to hit up before I answer. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I didn't know if you had to get out of here or not. Yeah, man, we we we, we got we got some time. Um, I, I think when you look at when you look at what Lamar's doing, and, and as you, you you hit the nail on the head, when you look at what I tell people all the time, when you watch the Baltimore Ravens, watch what Lamar does when he comes to the line of scrimmage. He comes to the line and he calls the play. Or he, he calls, he goes to his cadence. He just say hype, right? Um, a lot of people get upset when I say that. And I'm like, you guys have got to understand what other quarterback, you got 31 other teams and you got what? All these other backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. And I get it. People want to be like, oh, Lamar is his own person. He doesn't have to be like everybody else. I get that. He doesn't. But at the end of the day, when we talk about winning Super Bowls, when we talk about the efficiency, the consistency of, of the quarterback position, that's not going to win you anything. That's not sustainable. And so many people take what I say and they take it for hate. And it's not hate. I'm just being perfectly honest with you. So when people look at that, you have so many black people that, oh, why are you trying to put the black man down? I just said this uh, with Colin today. So when we look at when we look at the the black quarterback, and, and for me and, and so many other players and so many other black people growing up, we played with kids that played just like Lamar, and we know and we've seen over the years that kid doesn't give a, get an opportunity. Now all of a sudden it's kind of shifting so you see more kids like that in college. And as you said, the coach is not teaching them nothing. It's up-tempo, clap, one read, run, zone read, run, pass to your one read, or just take off. And so we're not teaching them, okay, wait, 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 read this defense, take your time. Why are you rushing? Because their first instinct is to run. And I tell a lot of people all the time, if you've got to be, if, if somebody goes to say, you, I know him because of his legs first, his arm second. You're not going to be labeled as a top 10 quarterback. Lamar is legs first, arm second. Why? He's electric. That's his instinct. 
And as you said, you, you're watching his mechanics. You look like, dude, like your foot behind you, your body's all torqued, and you're just throwing a ball, and you wonder why your slant's behind him or is inaccurate and everything else. I, I tell people all the time, everybody go, oh, well, he throws outside the, the, the numbers really well. No, he, I, any quarterback in the National Football League can throw a fade. Anybody can throw a fade. When we look at slants, when we look at circus routes, when we look at comebacks, when we're looking at all that timing, those Zampezis and everything else, when we're looking at stuff like that, he can't throw it. He doesn't know how to time it, and he can't wait that long in the pocket for it to for it to come together. So he wants to take off and run, and that is good and dandy. Everybody like yo like that, but that's my quarterback. That's who he is. But then y'all gonna be want want to run him out of town when he can't win the Super Bowl or when he get hurt. I keep telling everybody, your first couple of years you saw Lamar Jackson running away from people. Nobody can catch him. Now, all of a sudden, the legs got a little heavy. Everybody running him down now. The athleticism on defense, people picked up. They understand what to call, what not to call. Look, Miami Dolphins, they play zero coverage. Play zero coverage. Blitz him, and they never want, not one time adjusted to it. Everybody want to go, that was Greg Roman. No, Greg Roman is calling what Lamar Jackson is capable of doing. Well, we'll get a new OC in. If we get a new offensive quarter, coordinator in, he's going to expose what Lamar Jackson is not good at. Y'all don't want that. Like, people got to understand, a new offensive coordinator is going to expose because he's going to say, hey, hey, son, you got to take that thing off your mouth and you got to make checks. Uh, um, the, a new offensive coordinator is going to say, hey, we got to get some, some top-tier linemen in here that's going to sit back and, 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 and create a pocket that our quarterback is going to sit in. Lamar Jackson don't want to do that. We got to say, okay, hold on. We got to go get some receivers that is going to run more than slants, arrows, and hitches. Or, or double moves, or, hey, we got a scramble drill, and when Lamar just starts scrambling, everybody go deep. That's what Lamar, that, that's what the Baltimore the Ravens offense is built on. Look at the big plays. He scrambles, Lamar launches, because somebody dropped coverage because the DB was looking like, well, shoot, we were covered for 10 seconds. Y'all ain't tackling him. And so, you know, that's what is going on, and that runs out when it comes playoff time. During the regular season, you, you're playing on Sunday. Sometimes you go play from Sunday to Thursday or you play a Monday night game. You don't have time defensively to start jig-rigging your defense to adjust to Lamar Jackson. Zone drop them and shit, spy them. You know, you're not doing that exactly. early in the season. You're not doing that. So now all of a sudden, when the playoffs come, they're looking like, shoot, this is another season. Hey, let's go get it. We're going to make – we're going we, we're, to we're, – we're rushing him to make him throw. We're not rushing him to sack him. Now we're going to make him stay in that pocket. Look at what's, what's going on and what has happened in the playoffs. Look, yeah, exactly what I was about to say. Look at the playoffs. Right. And so, you know, people say, oh, no, well, you know what? He only 23. Oh, he only 24. Oh, he only 20. He 25. How long y'all going to keep saying he's 25? I've been saying it. Some guy in the chat right here is like, he's 25 and he's, throwing, he's ran for 4,000 yards and he has 100 pass rating. So what? He breaks the pocket. Weird. Guys are wide open. That happens in street ball football, too. But it doesn't happen consistently on time. Brother, I'm be honest with you. I break Mahomes down the same way. I think he's a gimmicky cat, too, with a freaking nature arm, quick release. I think Mahomes is very smart and everything, but I think he's too gimmicky, and I think it caught up to him last year. And I continue to think that Mahomes is going to continue to struggle. I said it two years ago, and everybody thought I was crazy. And then last year, look what happens. He got better towards the end of the year again, but I think Andy changed some things up also, and they did a few more things on offense as far as getting the ball out of his hands quickly and etc which he can do light years better than Lamar Jackson 
So like it, it's just one of those things. People think you're hating. I'm like, I'm not hating. I'm just breaking down a thing. The same thing that Stephen A. and all these other dudes do who know <laughs> nothing about the fucking sport. But I gotta say, I can't say it because I and I know this fucking sport. But it's you know, it is what it is. The crazy shit about it, man. But nah, I agree, man. Like he, he I even I even break down his triple option shit, which Harbaugh has bought into completely. If you look at their offense, it's like no other offense in football. All three quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson-esque. Even before when they got rid of RG3, then they brought in the white boy, Mastorley or whatever, from Penn State. He's another option guy. And everything they do is fully bought into making sure if Lamar got hurt, God forbid, the backup, we're going to run the same thing behind a good old line, a good running game. And we're going to run triple, be smart, don't, don't turn the football over. That's what Harbaugh's doing right now. I give him kudos for that because he's bought in. It's not like Lamar, and then they're going right to Andy Dalton, and the offense changes up like most NFL teams do. You know what I'm saying? So I give him credit for doing that. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a recipe for success. I think it's just because the, the main set of the offense is a one-hitter-quitter, one uh, one quitter, and I don't think he has, like you said, if he can't change and run the ball from the shade to the three technique, we got a problem. He can't even check from low technique to the high technique in the run game. So it's like, how are you going to do that? And then I broke down some run game shit from him, and he's giving the ball when he should keep it. He's keeping it when he should give it. It's like... He ain't being coached either at the, at, at the, as far as the quarterback fundamentals. And I'm like, if you're going to run this shit with this dude and you're about to pay $200 million to, you better coach the motherfucker up as far as what is he reading, how, you know, what should we give, when should we keep? Because I'm seeing a lot of bad reads, too, in that offense that they've totally bought into. So, like, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And, and, I, and I'll leave you at this. This is me, uh, brother. Coaching is over-fucking-rated. Players <laughs> oh win God. games, okay. coaches lose them. And you said it earlier when Harbaugh, before we came on, it's like, it, it, I think players win them and coaches lose them, man. And I think coaches get too much credit. And I think that, uh, you know, bottom line, coaches get the credit when they lose and they, when, they, when they win. And I think it's too much both ways. Um, at the end of the day, the players make more money. Uh, a lot of them nowadays have lost, I think, the respect factor for the coach because I think they make so much money. They're like, ah, fuck, fuck you. I, I make more than you. Um, I just think that's coming into more and more play because of you. We can go into social media and everything else, but um, it's interesting, man, to hear a guy on defense say the same exact shit I say of an offensive guy. Something's got to be pretty close to being true. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's, it's, it's crazy, JB. I, I think when you look at all of this, you know, I, I look at it, and, and, and a lot of people think just because I talk about Lamar, I said the same thing about where, where uh, the kid out of Oregon was with the Tennessee Titans, uh, Mariota. Uh, when Tannehill came over, I told everybody, Tannehill was going to take his position. Tannehill's a better quarterback than he is. Yep. You know, and not to say Tannehill was the best. Right. He's the, a top five elite quarterback. He's better than Mariota. He's going to be able to do more things than Mariota. So everybody will say I'm hating. I'm just looking at it from my lens of, 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 of how I play. And I play for the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. So it's not hate. I, I'm literally just telling you what I see when I watch film. So, you know, as I talk to people all the time, all the fans, I'm like, okay, well, when were you paid to watch film? When were you paid to go out there and practice? When were you paid to go out there and play a game off of everything that, that was applied throughout the week and you apply it on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday? So my, my, big, my biggest thing, and, and, and I don't want to, 
you know, Harbaugh is our, our stuff is is whatever. But I, I tell people all the time, Harbaugh is a guy where he's not offensively or defensively. Defensively, he, he he's not he's not there. He doesn't know offense. He doesn't know defense. He's a special teams guy. You know, Harbaugh is one of those dudes. And I know plenty of times. A lot of you have seen. A lot of people have seen when they run to the sideline, the camera on him. He go, well, what you want to do? Wait a minute, what you want to do? You need to get on that headset and say, OC, what, what what are we doing? That's what I'm talking about when it comes to back to backyard football. What do you want to do? I got eyes upstairs that I'm not going to that seeing the defense and how they're shifting and what they've been doing. I'm going to him where I'm like, OK, well, we all know it can be sporadic at certain times. And when at the end of the game, we know how many games of Lamar Jackson lost because he's tried to do too much. Let's go to the OC to calm everything down and get us back into a play where we're like, okay, we can do some stuff. And they've been bailed out by one of the best kickers in the National Football League, uh, probably four or five games last year. But, you know, I I tell people all the time, and and, and Lamar Jackson, I think the Baltimore Ravens should pay him top dollar. He needs to be paid. It's only Baltimore. It doesn't happen to any other franchise because, once again, any other franchise, he go to a different OC. He's going to be asked to do different things, and I don't know if he's capable of doing that. And that was our exchange yesterday when he tried to say whatever. Like I told him, hey, you you, you need to sit down and turn the film on. I'll teach you how to read a defense. You know, so we went back and forth on, on some of those things, and he wants to throw the insults, and I can be I can throw insults as well, but at the end of the day, this is more pressure on him. He's got to come out here. He's playing under a franchise tag. Baltimore, if Baltimore was so, if they were, I'm not going to say they're not in love with him, but if they were sold on him, they would have signed him. I'm the same way. There's a reason Baltimore has not signed him yet because he's either one hit away from not being there or they looking like, well, wait a minute. We don't know how long we're going to keep Greg Roman. I don't know how long we want to keep getting to the playoffs and losing or not getting to the playoffs. Or I don't know how long we want to keep going through an injury uh, riddle season with Lamar Jackson because he chooses to run and tripping over things, twisting his ankle, uh, getting hit and taking hits for no reason because he wants to go and be Superman. And then revamp your whole offense because now you got all the backup quarterbacks are the exact same. So you got to re-roster your whole quarterback roster. Like you got to go get guys to get back more West Coast traditional if you're going to get rid of Lamar. And I think they're in in a hard spot, like not to cut you off. I think they're in a... In a bad spot, man. They let me ask you this: This is how political it is, and you know, after you've played and seen the business at the coaching level and and from the higher hierarchy, the Ravens hire a guy I know well from college, Kerry Dixon. He's coaching the Q's right now, and T. Martin, who played Q, won a Natty after Peyton Manning, is coaching wideouts. Now, and I know a bunch of dudes in the league coaching who should not be coaching Pop Warner, but they're coaching in the NFL. And a lot of people don't realize that, but you you know it. But a lot of people, uh, general population, think I'm full of shit. I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you right now. There's a lot of coaches in the NFL who couldn't coach out of a fucking paper bag. And that goes for Division One as well. So Kerry Dixon's coaching cues. He knows quarterback, but he doesn't know it. You got T. Martin, who played the position, and who I would think would relate with Lamar a lot better, who can actually maybe get through to him as far as some things. And I've had a couple exchanges with T. I'm real close with T. And I'm like, homie, bring me in, dog, if they're not going to let you coach that motherfucker. Let me coach this cat on the side level thing. So I actually reached out to Lamar and chopped it up with him, and he just ignored me after the fact. And I'm like, homie, your quarterback trainer is absolutely horrible. And I'm like, you are not doing anything mechanically year in and year out to change. And that is the definition of an insanity. 
You're about to make $200 million and you're just continuing to... Motherfucker drops his elbow here. The ball goes up. I mean, mechanically, he's he's bad. He takes two, two, one hand off the ball. I mean, like, I'm like, homie, you're a fumble waiting to happen because you know you're going to escape the pocket. And then if you ever look at all the balls he completes for big, big throws, they're out the pocket. They're absolute ducks. Because he's not a guy like that. He's throwing backyard football, just throwing shit to wide open people. And uh, it's unfortunate cats think we're hating, man. It's not hate. It's just the truth. And a lot of folks can't handle that shit. And it's, it, it's, it's crazy. That's the world we live in now, though. So, Well, yeah, it, it's crazy, Debbie. I, I think, you know, to, to go back to that, as far as the coaches, I mean, I, when we talk about veteran led teams, we talked about this earlier, but that was one of the things we did. Cam Cameron was our offensive coordinator. And we're yeah. all with the defense, the offense, we all looking like, hey, something got to change because this mess ain't happening. They end up firing Cam Cameron, who was Harbaugh's friend. Like, once again, I, I I was in the building. I was a part of the committee. Harbaugh don't like me because of the things that I said. It wasn't disrespectful, but, you know, he, we all let him know what should, we should be doing. He didn't like it, and that's why he got rid of most of that football team. But, you know, Cam Cameron was in the building. We did not like some of the stuff that he was doing. We, we, uh, they ended up firing him. Uh, they ended up bringing in um, Coach Caldwell. Coach Caldwell came in, put some reins on what we was doing. He ended up calling the plays. Once again, John Harbaugh was not involved in anything, defensively or offensively. Our, our uh, assistant head coach was Jerry, who was the special teams coordinator or special teams coach. So that was just one of the things right there. Friend and friend, special teams guy, bring another special teams guy as the assistant head coach. So that's what happens in this league. They, they Friends hire friends. Whether or not they're capable of coaching a position, this is what happens. And when this stuff right here is going on, we're seeing the breakdown and where Lamar Jackson is three for 19 in the first half, and everybody going, what in the world? For 80, for, for 60 yards off of a bit, one big 47-yard game, and then he come back in the second half and complete 11 balls on a couple big games, and they look like, well, yes, he's our quarterback. Well, I'm looking like, yo, that's inconsistent. He's not, you, we can't win with that. You have got to show me. Because you know football. Exactly. So I, I, I break it the other way, Coach. I break it the other way. Motherfucker starts off 11 for 11, and I'm looking at the 11 balls, and I'm sitting there on Twitter talking shit like these motherfuckers, that six hitches, a two screens, and a motherfucking ball tipped at the line of scrimmage, and you're hyped yeah. up. And in the second half, it's the motherfucker's crazy. three for 20, and everyone's like, oh, he threw for 300 yards. I'm like, Hollywood Brown wanted out of there, homie. He left. Yeah. Like, does Hollywood Brown want to stay there? Don't you think he would stay there if he was fucking the guy? Like, come on, man. I, I think I think with Hollywood, I, I don't know if he just, you know, you got to look at the history of the Baltimore Ravens. Are they willing to pay a receiver? Uh, Torrey Smith was a, a kid who they drafted while I was there who ended up leaving uh, because they, they didn't want to pay him. So it, it's one of those things in Baltimore, I think, where they they looking at, yo, we're defense first. We don't want to invest a lot of money offensively with our receivers. Uh, you know, they gave Joe his money. Uh, they paid Ray Rice his money. But then at the end of the day, you know, what is this? I think that's why the holdup is, is so long with Pan Lamar. Uh, and as you said, do they have to revamp? You know, offensively, do they have to revamp? And the coaching staff, are they going to have to hire and fire some people? I think it's a lot is up in the air with them, but they're, I, I truly believe they're a defensive first, you know, um, when it comes down to investing in that. And, you know, if they invest in Lamar, 
They need to invest, invest in Lamar, but they're going to have to get some pieces in there. But I don't know if any top receiver wants to come there and just run hitches and slants and then run block all day long. Because run, run block off RPO and fake and stutter, stutter fade and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Crazy, that shit's crazy, man. I'm glad you got to say some real shit, man. Get, get, give the crowd, give the crowd your uh, your your album. You would you couldn't live without. Man, it's crazy. I'm, I, I listen to I only listen to gospel. I don't listen to rap. Um, I, I mean, I remember rap. I, I I hear things every now and again, but I'm a gospel. I listen to gospel. A guy named Jonathan McReynolds uh, is a kid that I've been listening to. He's phenomenal. Uh, uh, his vocals are insane. I've been listening to him, man. He has a a, a joint called. Uh, uh, cycles, um, you know, so I've, I've been on that. Um, you so said cycles. I, yeah, it's called cycles. Um, so jo- Jonathan McReynolds, man, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal singer. Kirk Franklin esque or what? Kirk, hey, Kirk Frank, Kirk Franklin is Kirk Franklin. Who he's not, he's not like Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin can't sing, man, but he can nah, nah, you can't. You're right. I'm about to say the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But no, I, I listen to, I listen to a lot of gospel and a lot of people are shocked by that, but no, I, I, I used to listen to DMX. That put me in the state of red. I remember, yeah, I, I can't go into that. But, yeah, I, I, I had to stop listening to rap in, like, 08 or 09, man. I've been. Man, I can't, always, I can't listen to the new shit. I'll tell you that. I can't listen to that yeah, new man. shit. <laughs> you, got, you, got people, you, got, you got people downloading them right now, though. So there's a lot of people in yeah, here listening. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you coming in, man. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I got your social media ticking on the bottom. Make sure you guys follow them uh, on Twitter and, and Instagram and uh Man, I appreciate you, man. What any any future goals you got in plans and big big plans in mind, or 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 you don't you just kind of grinding it out and seeing how uh, everything takes it. Look, man, I'm blessed. God has been great. Um, you know, I, I want to continue to inspire, be an example to these young men and women. Um, you know, I want to be able to help young football players. Uh, you know, I, that's what I enjoy, JB. I, I really do. I enjoy my family, my wife, my children. Um, you know, being able to be in their lives. Uh, Dude, that's that's me. Uh, that's what I want to do. I want to serve people. I want to hear people. I want to make people smile, man. And so that's that's what that's what we called to do, brother. So that's me. Hell yeah, man! Hey, kudos to you, man. God bless you and your mom, your fa- your family, your kids, and and wife, man. Tell Eddie George if you see him, I call him a slap dick, and uh, I love him. <laughs> All right, brother. I will be hey. right down here, down the street. No doubt. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. We we'll have to hook up again. Yes, sir. Appreciate uh, you. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Much love, much love um, for Bernard coming in. Appreciate him coming in. Um, we got a lot of haters in the crowd. They're they so pro-Lamar, man. It's funny. You can't handle the truth. That's what it is. You guys can't handle the truth. Appreciate him coming in and breaking it down from a defensive side and uh, perspective and uh, giving you guys a lot of defensive insight. You don't understand if you haven't played football. A linebacker is taught to read high hat, low hat, a lot of different things on an offensive line play that gives away keys to the run game. So if you see a high hat by an old lineman, a guard pulling, skip pulling, uh, down blocks, low hat, different things like that um, is what linebackers read. A lot of people think linebackers and defensive players are dumb. Motherfucker, they're as smart as quarterbacks, just so you clear. They're they're smart as some quarterbacks. If you, I should have asked them about Ray Lewis. I've sat down with Ray Lewis about certain things. Ray Lewis is very, very fucking articulate and smart, just so you know. So is he. So football intelligence is at an all-time high. We call it FBI at that level. Um, you know... It is what it is. We got a lot of trolls in here, so I appreciate all the trolls. You you guys make my dick hard. 
Um, not just Blue Chew. But listen, we did the show backwards today, so I'm going to start the show from the jump now in the beginning. Uh, I'm going to take a two-minute break, take a piss break. I appreciate him coming on. Uh, I'm going to take a two-minute break here, man, and uh, let the dogs out real quick, and I'll be back, and we're going to start the show from the jump. Appreciate you guys. Stay tuned. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his old his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the we actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd. Um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine, he was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was. Uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Um, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records, and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who, who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time, a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach, who also allowed me to come into OTAs and minicamp with the Ravens way back for a couple of days. Art Perkins is a great guy. Learned from Ozzie Newsom, uh, played in that era. Ozzie Newsom was a different human. People don't realize that. Everyone wants to talk about the firemen and the plumbers and shit, the JJ Reddick quote, which will, okay, well, how's that going now? <laughs> now that all these told people today uh, that don't know, I said, man, I think the Josh Avery story is going to be the best one yet. And they're like, well, who, we don't even know Josh Avery. I go, yeah, you don't, you don't need to know. And he don't care either. I said, I said, but the bottom line is there's a story to tell that no one knows. And it'll only make, uh, I think your story even better for a lot of folks that don't know, but, um, so let let everyone know your story. So you, so for, I'll tell everybody first. So when I took the job at Indy, basically in 2016, uh, Josh was on the team and he was already there. 
And he was there when the team was not very good, and they were, you know, we basically started over. Yeah, he even laughed. Not even good wasn't even around. We created a new culture there, and Josh was instantly a kid that I gravitated to because I saw him and had I knew he had a a, a high character, good heart, and I knew Josh was a good dude. Worked his ass off over just the winter, and I was like, damn, great looking kid, freaking nature looking dude, and. And I was like, okay, there's a great guy that we could build on. How, how has this place been so bad? Well, um, we figured that all out later on how why they were bad. But anyway, I wanted Josh to be one of the one of the players that stayed, right? I wanted Josh to be one of the guys that stayed. And, uh, well, the rule changed that year. So we had a rule change in the league that only allowed 20 out-of-staters to make our roster, which a lot of folks don't get. So we were hamstrung with the 20 out-of-state limit. And me coming in, being gung-ho, trying to turn the program around right away because that's what I do when I take JUCO jobs. Um, Josh became a num- It became a, a basically a, a, a numbers game come down to, okay, we can only have this many guys on the roster, this many guys can travel, et cetera. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I appreciate everybody staying in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Um. Appreciate all you guys coming in, man, watching Bernard Pollard. Great NFL uh, player, hard-hitting cat. Came in and dropped some knowledge for us, some real shit. Hey, man, I don't hate on Lamar Jackson. i just been breaking him down for two years, telling you guys the truth. Now you hear it from an NFL safety that tells you the same shit. It's like, man, ain't nobody hating. We're just telling you the truth. But they're going to pay him. $200 million. And watch how he becomes a bust. I'm just keeping it real, though. But, you know, you guys are haters or hate. It is what it is. Um, let's get into the show, man. Uh, we're, we're back to the beginning here, man. We're doing the show reverse today. I'm going to get to the Contrary to Belief segment. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And get you 50% off on welcome bonus. Um, MMA tomorrow. Hector will join the show. We're going to take his best pick bets plus his pick of the week. He'll be on tomorrow. Um, So make sure you miss that betting segment. And you can do it all on betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Also, the show is brought to you by Bluetooth, bluetooth.com. Uh, if you're having problems in bed, man, go get you some Bluetooth. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them that I sent you. Uh, Bluetooth.com. Uh, let me get to the contrary to belief. I don't know if you knew this, but misinformation is about 70% more likely to be retweeted than the fucking truth is. So, on average, people spend eight hours of screen time on their phone, not including homework and schoolwork. This is something that I used to tell my players on a daily basis. On a daily basis, I used to tell my players, get off social media, get off video games, put your time on homework and real shit. And 8.3 hours we're spending on our phones. I'm just telling you, you guys wonder why your kids are mass shooting up motherfuckers and shit like that. Well, we're going to get into all that shit today. Slap dick of the day. I got to bring it up. Tiger Woods is slap dick. All right. Another slap dick of the day is Tiger Woods. 
Tiger Woods is another slapdick. Not only is he like fucking seven over today, um, he also is still talking shit. I'm like, how are you going to talk shit and be seven over? Give it up. You're fucking shitty. Go give it up. Your time is done. You're one of the best. But you know what? You ain't going to break fucking Jack Nicholas's record. And you need to just go give it up. Go fucking run a prostitution rink or something. But you need to give it up. Stop talking. Just get out of the fucking game. Just get out of it. Get the fuck gone. Um, Tiger Woods is slapstick of the day. Poll question is real quick. I wanted to give you the poll question for today. Um, I know TJ's answer. I could probably get TJ's answer. Waffles or pancakes? Poll question. Waffles or pancakes? I'm a, I'm a waffle guy. I'm a waffle guy. I like Belgian waffles. I think Belgian waffles are fire. I'm a I'm a I'm a Belgian waffle guy. Um, Bailey, dude, chill out. I got dog issues. Um, so it is what it is. Um, I'm a Belgian waffle guy. I like waffles, man, but I haven't. I'm on a diet, so you know, I, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the diet side. I haven't I haven't been able to eat anything like that in a while. Um, chicken barbecue waffles. Eddie Miniweather said chicken barbecue waffles. You would say some way out shit. Um, see, I can't do the fruit on my shit. I can't do all the extra shit on. I can't do the blueberry syrup and all that shit. I need waffles and biscuits and gravy. I'll be straight. I'll be straight. I can't do all the flavored shit. I just need some warm ass syrup, maple syrup, and go with it. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that other shit. I can't do it. Word of the day. Window. I'm going to fuck with my baby mama again. I just don't know window. Window is one of the most common hood words we use. Window. You owe me that $20. I'll pay you. Window. When you going to pay me my $20, motherfucker? Window. That is something we use on a daily basis, man. I love window. I love window. I got to be honest with you. Um, I love window. Great, great word. Um, first and ten, before I get started on the great this great show here, we already started off with the bang with Bernard Pollard. I appreciate everybody coming in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Shout out to everybody. In the room and in the show, making the show grow. $1.99 to become a member. You get to be able to call in live. Um, we'll get back to that segment. I've just been uh, having guests on more than normal, so I'm trying to grow this thing. Uh, we've had some pretty good guests on. A lot of my former Last Chance You kids, players, uh, a lot of real talk banter that you've been able to witness here. Long Shout out to all you guys that are community members that have been here from the Jump Street. Shout out to all you guys. Um, pet peeve. I got a pet peeve, man. People who say no offense, stop fucking saying no offense because you say no offense just to offend a motherfucker. That is a huge pet peeve of mine. Stop saying no offense. Come on, TJ. I'm JB, dog. What do you mean? How did I get Marshall Falk? How did I get Marcellus Wiley? How did I get those type of motherfucker? Come on, homie. Um... Marcellus will be on next week. I got to chop it up with him. Uh, so, come on, TJ. How'd I get, how'd I get Braden uh, Fajoko? Come on, dog. Um, 
Anyway, Cleve, what's up? Cleveland Doty's in the house. One of my former quarterbacks is in the house. Allen's in the house. I don't know if Allen's in here or not. Another one of my former quarterbacks. So, um, shout out to all you guys. Uh, Jerry Glanville talked highly of me today at practice in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, I appreciate him. I got to. Where'd you see that at? Did you get. Do you have that uh, film? I actually spoke to Jerry Glanville today. Uh, I will have Jerry Glanville on the show. A lot of you youngsters don't even know who Jerry Glanville is. Uh, what co- what league is that anyway? I didn't know. I, I talked briefly to him, uh, but I don't know what league that is. Um, so I'm not sure. But anyway, um, yeah, Josh, man, you've been missing an action, Oos. Yeah, I had uh, I had Braden on, man. Uh, go back and watch the show. It's a good show. It's a good show. Um, but, you know, why would you even say that, when, Sir, Churchill? I don't understand what your point is. Yeah, you say some dumb shit, too. I'm starting to, like, I'm, I, I don't know about you, homie. Uh, I'm going to jump right into your, your shit. Um, I'm going to get right into the show, okay? So before I blast out my Great Britain fucking Winston Churchill in the house. Um, I don't know if you've seen these the, this clip that I'm going to start the show off with. Um... But have you guys seen this video right here? Yes. Yes. I hope you slept well. You, how you bring a bitch to my house? How do you bring a bitch to the house that I own that you just fucked me on that mattress yesterday? How did you bring a woman to my house? Ma'am, I don't have nothing against you, This, but I'm going to need you to get out of my house. Right now, and I'm not even being disrespectful or nothing like that, but this is a house that I pay for, that I own. And you just fucked me yesterday on this same mattress, bruh. How you fucking a bitch on a mattress? A mattress stuff. You, it's a never lies. You, you call me, you, you, yeah, this is my house. I own. I, I'm sorry. This is my Airbnb. Oh, it, 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 it seems like it was. This is this is my house. It was what? It didn't seem like it was his house. He said it was his house. He. This his house. Mm-hmm. This my son. And- <laughs> she talking to the girl. Here, I, I I got two things to take out of it. I got two things. I appreciate the girl talking to the girl, all right, and not being crazy and stabbing her and all that. This is why, though. The cheater in most, well, in most 99% of the relationship, the cheater is not saying the truth to the person that they are fucking. So the person that's being cheated on should always, in my opinion, find out the real is... Do you know that you got a man or a woman? Then you're dirty and I'll fuck you up because you knew. You knew I had a man or a woman. She didn't know. That girl right there did had no idea. So the girl talking actually seemed like she had a level head and was pretty pretty decent of a person. I don't know why she would said no disrespect. She's talking to that girl like, bitch, you're in my house on my fucking baby's mattress. But anyway... That type of shit I've been around for a long, long time. And I just was like, how about the motherfucker just sleeping the whole time? Fake sleep the whole time. 
on a fucking mattress, homie. Oh, my God. That shit is comical to me. Uh, an even funnier thing. I don't know if you've seen this white lady go off, but the audacity of this bitch right here blows my mind. Please take a listen to this bitch. So this is just a PSA to all you creepy white dudes that keep coming up into my DMs. I'm married. I have been married for almost 18 fucking years. Hi. What's up, homies? Watch y'all just go away. That shit is so gross. And also, it's called soliciting when you offer money. Ew. Like, ew. Ew. Like, go away. Ew. Oh, homie, I'm going to spit up my shit, Cleve. I almost spit up my drink, dog, when I saw that shit right now. Again, I just died laughing. That bitch had nair teeth. She had nair tooth. And talking about get out my DMs. <laughs> I got to see who's in their bitch's DMs. I would bring her on this show. And I bet you it would go viral. I'm going to bring that bitch on my show. And I want to show have her show the DMs. I got to show her. I got it. I want to see who's in the DMs. I got to know who's in the motherfucking DMs, dog. Holy shit. That's the type of shit we're dealing with right now. Uh, it's going down in the DMs, huh? Oh, my God. Uh, I got to give a shout out real quick, though. Uh, Spencer Webb tied in at the University of Oregon. He was California's number one tight end. I actually got to coach him in a camp. Um he unfortunately died, man. I don't know if you knew this. This was Oregon's tight end, Spencer Webb. He went to a high school up in Sacramento called Christian Bros. Uh, he was the number one tight end in California. I hate to start off the show funny and having a cool guest to a bad down low, but this is life. Life is a harsh reality that hits us, man. Uh, Spencer Webb fell off of a cliff, apparently, at a lake uh, camping Dropped a, fell a hundred yards from what I understand. Um, I got a good friend uh, who's at, Dan Lenning is the head coach of the uh, Oregon Ducks. I got a lot of good friends on the staff at Oregon. Uh, they're in mourning right now. Bad situation. Um, he was a great, great tight end. Great looking kid. Uh, bad deal, man. 22 years old. Died. Uh, unfortunate. Um, I don't know if you know this, Lucy. Um, getting back to being positive, but I had to shout out my boy, kid. Uh, it's National Nude Day. It's National Nude Day today, okay? And um, Lucy was great enough to grace us with the presence of this great-looking woman. When she looks like a woman, I think she's a great-looking woman. Um, it's National News Nude Day. So we got pictures like this all day long. We got beautiful pictures like this. And it, since it's National Nude Day, you know, everybody can wear, get, rock the nude, right? Everybody can. So, so can that motherfucker. That was the bitch that just was on the video that had no teeth. But since it's National Nude Day, all you motherfuckers think that it's okay to wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. No, it's not, Jada. I haven't seen you, Jada. I'm sure you look much better nude than that does. So if I see any of you out there rocking this nude shit just because it's National Nude Day, we're going to have a major problem, okay? So let's make sure that we understand this is okay. This is okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. Please understand that. 
and let's get let's get to the show. Um, appreciate everybody that's coming in and chiming in, and a uh, lot a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. Um, I got to start off with this real life shit. All right, we're 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 hitting rock bottom as a country. I got to be honest with you. It's starting to become ridiculous. It's starting to become unbelievable. That is just my opinion. But when shit like this happens, the teachers union, this is an actual teachers union, people. Okay? Teachers union um, is considering replacing the word mother with birthing parent to promote the LGBTQ community. Now, I, I just, I got a problem, man. This is the norm. This is the norm. This is the norm. Like, I don't understand. This is the norm. What is going on with these fucking nouns and pronouns and verbs and adjectives and all this bullshit that's going on, non-binary and all this whole bullshit? Now we can't call it a mother. It's a birthing parent. The birthing parent, listen, homie, if my daddy has a baby, he's a made-up motherfucker that should be castrated and buried somewhere in fucking Las Vegas. He ain't my fucking mama. He ain't my fucking birthing parent. It means we have hit rock bottom and we are fucked. Birthing parent. You gotta be shitting me. Why are we bowing down to these motherfuckers, man? Why are we bowing down to these motherfucking bottom-feeding fucks? I I just don't get it, man. I I don't understand where we are. Yesterday, I talked about... um, Good point, Winston Churchill. I don't know. It would be a non-binary. It would be it would be Julie. Remember, we talked about it yesterday. It'd be Jerry, Julie, Bonnie. That's what it would be. You you name the name now. It, it's getting to be so complicated, homie. Who gives a fuck? Like I'm not gonna sit down and learn all your motherfucking names. I'm not about to learn all your fucking bullshit verbs and fucking pronouns and shit. I ain't about to learn all that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I, yesterday I showed you that what life would be without cash. And we're going to this. We're going to implement or implant and implement and implant a tiny debit card chip in your hand. Forget fingerprints or facial recognition. Biometric payment is being touted as the future. We just talked about having no cash. We just talked about having no cash yesterday when everything's going to be strictly in your body and you're going to be able to pull it up. Um, We're moving towards some weird shit, man. Just more trackable items in your body, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I eat a lot of honey. I eat a lot of honey. I like honey. I put, I cook my chicken in honey. I bake my chicken in honey. I do a lot of things with honey. I put honey on titties and nipples. I might put it on, you know, your clit. If, if you smell good, I might, I might lick your clit with some honey. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, ladies? I'm sorry. I might do some shit like that. But peep this out. The FDA finds out that Viagra and Cialis is in honey products being sold all across America. So no wonder, no wonder my dick's always hard. God damn it. 
What'd you say? Oh, my bad. My boy said it's not because of the honey. They said it's because of the haters. My dick's hard because of the haters. <laughs> anyway, hey, honey's been going around like a motherfucker. And uh, no wonder uh, my damn dick's always hard. But I, but I was informed that it's my dick's hard because of my haters. So um, shout out to all the haters out there. Um, oh, we're getting rid of the alpha male. I'm telling you right now, I know I'm 100% right on that. Wait till you see this show is based on getting rid of the alpha male. I'm going to show you about how we're getting rid of the alpha male today. Um, Alan just caught in. Alan just got in the show. Bernard was already on, Dan Jackson. Sorry. Um, he came in quite a while ago. Oh, Dan Jackson. Yeah, I don't know who this guy, Dan Jack. Dan Jackson, number two. You better become a member or you're getting blocked because Dan Jackson is a member. So I don't know what Dan Jackson you are, but we got a lot of fuck sticks in here. Um, Alan, you're in the show? Listen to this, Alan. Only in Florida can you find some shit like this. A woman driving an F-150 with a grown man locked in the dog cage in the back of the truck. That is why we're talking alpha male today. The alpha male is the female. Okay? The alpha male is the female driving that truck. That is the alpha male driving an F-150. If my bitch drove an F-150... I would literally get rid of her that day. If my bitch rolled up to my house in an F-150, you're ghost. Get the fuck up out of here. Bitch, you better have a Benz or a Beamer or a Porsche or something sexy. You ain't coming to my house with an F-150. If you're coming to my house with an F-150, get the fuck out of here. No, you don't have to spend money to chat, Dan Jackson, but I, I don't like fake motherfuckers, so I like real motherfuckers. So, um... Uh, you know, I don't know if you're a troll or not. You, you seem like a troll to me already. So, um, and then the male, the alpha male, that's in fucking Florida. I don't know where, what county, I'm not sure, but it's in Florida. But trip this, we just talked about alpha males being basically beheaded right before our very eyes. The woman's driving the, 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 the F-150. The man's in a dog cage, but you talk about the feminist movement and the masculinity being gone in America and the testosterone that's such at an all-time low and male sperm count being basically riddled and depleted and right before our eyes that you don't really want to talk about because nobody's really talking about that shit. It's what's in the food and what's being sprayed overhead by planes and all that type of shit I'm going to talk about tomorrow. But it's real shit. It's real shit. Alpha males are being fucking gutted in front of us. And you see why. We got bitches driving F-150s putting their man in the dog cage. And we got bitches fucking... We got we got transgenders and, 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 and all these drag queens preaching it to our fucking kids. They're preaching it to our kids. So, I mean, like, it's unbelievable, man. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But anyway, Viagra and Cialis is in honey, but Blue Chew is not. So make sure you head on over to BlueChew.com. Get you some Blue Chew today. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them I sent you. Um, I, 
This is what's going on. I, just to piggyback on what we were just talking about, okay? I'm the female now. Look at this picture. <laughs> I'm the female now, motherfucker. This is America. This is America right fucking here. This is America, and this is what we are dealing with. I'm just saying, there couldn't be a better fucking picture right now. You just saw a dude, you just saw a motherfucker in the back of a cage, and now I'm the female now. Look at that motherfucker. That motherfucker would beat the shit out of you and outswim you and outjump you and outwrestle you and beat your ass in fucking uh, karate and beat your ass in basketball. But that's the female now. And you wonder why we're, we're, we're running out of alpha males? Well, fucking no shit. You get rid of alpha males, you can control the country, dog. I'm telling you, bro. Control the world for that matter. That's just being real. I'm just telling you the real shit. Um, I told you about gas prices. Um, I want to go back a little bit and talk about, I talked about this. I said months ago, I said, listen, this is when I came up with the uh, electric car D's nuts t-shirt that we're about to launch. Um, I got a se- I got a special amount of shirts coming out. I got about three different shirts. I got a Slapdick University shirt, Slapdick U. I got a uh, a D's nuts uh, or electric car D's nuts, and um, I got a few other shirts. We're only going to sell like the first hundred of them. Once they sell out, we're done. So make sure you get the first few that you see uh, when we launch them here shortly. Um, I told you guys gas prices were going to boom to make Elon Musk his money in this electric car business. That's why I was like, electric car, these nuts. Fuck electric cars. Electric car, these nuts. I don't want shit to do electric car. But I told you that a while ago. I told you that. And the cold part is... I told you Biden was doing it on purpose. I told you that. And look at this. China wants lithium from Afghan. Well, guess what the batteries and shit are in those fucking cars? They're made out of lithium. So he wants it from Afghanistan. Biden pulls out. Biden raises gas prices to force U.S. into electric cars with batteries made in China with lithium from Afghanistan. Now, let that sink in. Let that sink in right there. What's going on? And people are going to blame Biden because, you know, it's his turn to be the guinea pig. It's been going on in this country for fucking 200 years. Let's just keep it real. Whoever the president is, they've been doing this type of shit. So it ain't like it's something new. So let's not make let's make sure we're not talking like it's all brand new shit. That is why I created the electric car. These nuts shirt. Electric car D's nuts. Coach JB. That's going to be the shirt right there. It's going to have the JB symbol on the front, on the pocket side, or the or the chest side, left side of the chest. And uh, that shirt's going to come out soon. Electric car D's nuts. Um, fuck electric cars. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to see no fucking electric car. I don't want nothing to do with an electric fucking car. That's just what it is. I don't want shit to do with electric cars. Okay? So, fuck electric car. Um, somebody's in here with JB's name, so, you know, 
they got my name, JB. JB has a name in here. Probably has my picture on the motherfucker. God damn, dog. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Jada, they forced us to do all this shit, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, Mel Gibson came out like 10 years ago and basically said that Hollywood... Um, Holly, TJ, you're young though, dog. I don't expect you to be different. See, I'm I'm tripping off the older cats, my generation. That's tripping. It's your time right now, TJ. This I, I'm not tripping on you. Um, man, that shit ain't protecting the environment. The shit's making it worse. We've lived in a lot. Fuck. So you, we got to go back to horse and buggy now too. Are we going back to horse and buggy because the environment? How about we don't litter in the ocean? How about that? How about we change that? Maybe it's not just the gas and the car. Maybe it's the fuckers that are out here littering and throwing their McDonald's bag on the fucking highway and throwing their plastic in the ocean. How about we don't fucking leak oil all in the motherfucking Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean? How about we do that shit? Is that is you think that's maybe a fucking problem? How about we just blame the cars? Yeah, it's the cars, but let's allow every single little bitch-made cat to litter and fucking filthy up our fucking lakes and waters and rivers. So make sure it's not about the car. Don't coach. It's the muscle car. We got to get electric cars. By the way, the electric cars are crashing, killing more people than any gas car. They're running out of fucking charge. You got six-hour lines to charge the motherfuckers unless you have a charger at your house. The chargers ain't lasting long. They're making you pay extra for a faster charger. Fuck electric cars, homie. Fuck electric cars. Man, I ain't doing that shit. Period. Um, I did see that. We're going to have a civil war before that happens. So if, if, a, if, a, if, a, if they mandate us to convert to a modern AI and chip ourselves before we can buy anything, I believe we'll have a civil war on our hands. So I ain't getting chipped. So I'm, I told you guys last year. Did I not come on this show? And did I not say in my show over a year ago, you guys should start planting your own gardens, fruits and vegetables, shit that you can live on. I've been planting that shit since I said it. I'm telling you, dog, I ain't fucking around. I'm putting water and fucking fruits and vegetables in my backyard that I can eat and that the dogs can eat. Shit. That's all I'm going to do. Brian, is that all you're going to ask in the chat, homie? Are you kidding me? Dog, you know I've sent that shit three times. I, you know the whole thing. We got we to gotta, we gotta talk about it privately because you're killing me with this every five minutes. You sound like Eddie right now. Um, so, Winston Churchill, where are you at? Where are you at, Winston Churchill? I got something for you, homeboy. I know you were talking shit yesterday about the United States and all that. But why doesn't your church define women as women? Winston Churchill. Have you heard about that? Let's show you, though. Let's show you. Let's show you, Winston Churchill. Where you at, Winston Churchill? Come on, dog. Where you at? Church of England has no definition of a woman. The COE can be traced to 597 AD. First woman to be ordained was in 1994. 
They understood well enough for 1,397 years what a woman was. Interesting that after only 28 years of women in ministry, they've forgotten now all of a sudden. Hell to the Brits. Hell to Great Britain. Where you at? Where the fuck are you at? Why is my man quiet now, Churchill? Come here, Winston Churchill. Where you at? Winston Churchill, where you at? Bring your ass in here, Winston Churchill. You don't know shit, but you created America, remember? <laughs> you weirdo fucks. You motherfuckers is weird as fuck, too. Everybody's weird. The world is weird. Let's just keep it real. It don't matter where you're from, short, fat, skinny, or tall. Fuck you all. You're all fucked up. That's what it is. Now that motherfucker's crickets like a motherfucker, ain't he? He's crickets like a motherfucker. Speaking of crickets, have you heard about the fucking crickets in our food? Did you know about crickets in our food? Look at that shit. It contains crickets. People who are allergic to shellfish may also be allergic to crickets. That's on the back of your food bags. <laughs> That's on the back of your food, homie. Hey, listen. Let me let me break this down real quick. Let me break this down real quick. Um uh, I'm sure you go to Taco Bell and you eat possum, cat, and fucking rat. So let's calm down on the crickets. Crickets are actually high in protein. If you listen to any of these white weird motherfuckers out there, I, I eat crickets when I go camping. I just, I eat crickets all the time. <laughs> it's always the white motherfucker. I eat crickets. I eat crickets. I eat ants. I eat, motherfucker, do you eat a big ass roach? Motherfucker, I bet you don't eat no roaches. See, motherfuckers always want to, I eat crickets. They're good in nutrition, coach. Shut the fuck up. I don't eat no motherfucking crickets. And if you eat a cricket, you're just a weirdo fuck. Because crickets are dirty as shit. But I know there's rats and shit in your Taco Bell, homie. If you think I'll ever eat another motherfucking Taco Bell or Del Taco or Jack in the Box, I don't fuck with that shit. There is shit in that fucking thing. I've seen a buddy of mine work there. I've seen some wild shit in the back of a Taco Bell. But you guys keep eating that shit. You know why? Because the Mexican pizza's back. The Mexican pizza's back. Well, guess what it is? It's rat pizza, motherfucker. You just ate a rat on a pizza. They chopped that motherfucker all up. Don't get it twisted. You ate rat. Um... Mel Gibson, 10 years ago, said that Hollywood is basically nothing but pedophiles. Well, guess what? Kevin Spacey's come out since. Bill Cosby. How many motherfucking big-time producers have come out? How many fucking weirdo fucks have we came out to see? Um, Mel Gibson basically said this 10 years ago. Hollywood is an institutionalized pedophile ring. It is den of parasites. Who feast on the blood of children. Every studio in Hollywood is brought and paid, bought and paid for with the blood of innocent children. He said that 10 years ago. And I remember when he said it because it came big. Because Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby, all that shit had come out right after um, all that shit. 
So, you know, it's kind of fucked up that you're that the best people are always the fucking weirdest, man. Kevin Spacey's a hell of an actor. I, I think he's probably top one or two actors in the world. And then we come to find out he's a weirdo fucking creep. Um, Christian Harris loves Taco Bell. Christian's uh, my marketing guy who's on the other end of this show. He likes Taco Bell. He's eating possum, rat, cat, dog. He's probably eating all that shit. Hey, kudos to you. But if you eat one of my dogs, motherfucker, we're going to have major problems. Um, Inflation. Inflation is at an all-time 40-year high. All right? I don't know if you knew this. The U.S. recorded a 9.1% annual inflation rate in June, exceeding analyst predictions of an 8.8 increase. It's the highest inflation rate since 1981. Energy prices drove much of this inflation, as did food and housing. Of course it did. California fucking housing market's crashing. By the way, the California runs the housing market. We set the tone for the housing market in the, in the United States. Um, last month, the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Central Bank, increased interest rates by 0.75, the most since 1994, in an attempt to slow inflation. That's all bullshit. The 9.1 rate means the Fed will likely raise rates again, which will increase the likelihood of a recession. Everyone's been saying the recession's on the rise, recession's coming, and it is what it is. Um, you know, I've been telling people for a long time, they did this on purpose. What did we do with the vaccine? Or what did we do with the pandemic? We created a scare to put everybody in their homes, right? Once you became... In, once you became bedridden and locked down we all knew everything was going to escalate suicide rates divorce um domestic violence um you know the claim of mental health everything was going to climb and escalate we knew that was going to happen if you're just common knowledge if you have any common sense at all you know i was like fuck this is gonna be bad for for the for the world that we're locked down and can't go anywhere but to fucking Lowe's. Ironically, the only place you could go in America was Lowe's. I used to go to Lowe's like it was the club. You can't go out. can't go eat. can't do this. But Lowe's is cracking and there ain't a mask in sight. How funny was that? Lowe's was fucking packed and not a mask in sight. And it never shut down for the whole pandemic I have a conspiracy that Lowe's is the sole conspirator of this whole fucking pandemic. Um, hey, Lowe's was like the club. It was popping in that motherfucker. It was panties dropping in the parking lot. I was out there shit. My motherfucker was getting head in the parking lot and shit by that bitch with no teeth that came on talking about using her DMs. There was motherfuckers in there. You know, the best bitch to give the best head in the world is a bitch with no teeth. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I, I'm just throwing it out there, dog. Shit. I didn't say the bitch was ugly. The bitch was bad, but if she had no teeth, I would find the baddest bitch with no teeth in the world. And I might marry that motherfucker. I might marry that motherfucker. If she was a bad dime piece with no teeth, for real, just put some dentures in. For real, though, I, you know, you couldn't go out with me to the, to the you know, you couldn't go like... To the, I couldn't take you to the mall or nothing, but shit, you were bad, ass and titties and no teeth, shit, we may have something, we may have something, but having said that, um, 
Lowe's was cracking. And there wasn't a fucking mask in sight, dog. I'm going to be honest. There wasn't a mask in sight. Um, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, I think I came on. I think I came on the show. Uh, everybody's up in arms about Saudi Arabia and the Live Golf Tournament. Everyone that's PGA, Tiger Woods, everybody. Phil Mickelson came out and basically said, "Oh, I agree with Tiger, but I'm having the time of my life, bitch." Come out and say and drop your nuts, Phil Mickelson. You know you're already in hot water too. You're a pedophile, bitch made weirdo fuck too. I know shit about you that you that nobody else knows. So don't even come out there and talk shit. Phil Mickelson, you should have dropped your nuts and said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a weirdo fuck, but I'm I'm having fun on Saudi tour because I can't play in the PJ because I'm gonna get my fucking ass whipped by all the fucking bitches I fucking slept with that I had babies with, nobody knows about. So I'm gonna get off the PGA. I'm gonna go on over to live. And I'm going to do my thing. But it's funny when everyone's talking about Saudi and you're so gung-ho about the Saudis being a, a country that's, that fucks over our media people and, and, and is killing Americans and da 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 Shut the fuck up. Saudi's been here forever. Google it. Google it, motherfucker. Right or wrong with my 12 and a half inch dick. Most people don't know the co-owner of Fox News is Prince Al-Walid of Saudi Arabia with his sister and co-host, Megyn Kelly. In case you only watch Fox News and you missed it everywhere else. Google it. Go check it out. You believe in Google so motherfucking much? Megyn Kelly is basically the co-owner and her brother is fucking a prince in Saudi Arabia. But you're so fucking gung-ho. So gung-ho about live. You motherfuckers are some hypocritical, ignorant fucks. I'm chasing the money. Fuck all of what you're talking about. Twitter's owned by Saudi. 75% of PGA store is, bought, is owned by Sally. Come on, I mean by Saudi Arabia. Come on, man. Shit. You guys are crazy. It's like, it's unbelievable. Sunshine Rose, what's up? I hope you're a woman. Um, but damn, stop worried about fucking Saudis. We got our own issues right now. Let these motherfuckers make their cheese, bruh. Like, it's unbelievable. I don't know if you're a conspiracy theorist or not, all right? I'm not into conspiracy theorists, but I do know things exist out there that are real. And there's some real shit out there to be said. Um, I want you to see some shit and peep this out. And tell me what you think. Ready to get tripped out? The artist sometime known as Megyn Kelly, the same Saudi Arabia girl I just talked about is also the actor formerly known as Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> I want you to see that. Now, I don't believe it, okay? But it's pretty crazy, huh? It's pretty alarming how that shit looks right there. That's pretty funny. That's pretty crazy shit right there. Peep that shit out. Get a good look at that right there before I switch the video. I got another video I'm going to show you. Let's, let's look at another angle of this shit right here. Her ears, her nose, her eyes, 
Them motherfuckers look a lot alike, dog. I'm going to be real. They look a lot alike. Let's keep it real. Them motherfuckers look quite, they look alike, don't they? Come on, Nicole Brown Simpson. Where you at? Dog, that's interesting shit right there. I, I you know, I, I, I take it for like 30% of what it's worth. I look at it and I'm like, damn, is that real? Sunshine Rose, what up? Drop me your, uh, let me see who you look like. I want to see what you look like. Are you the girl that's nude on the picture, the 600-pound life girl? I got to know what you look like before I give you the 12 and a half. You know what I'm saying? Google me. Um, I got some unfortunate shit to share with you, some nasty-ass shit. This is why we're so fucked up in America right now. Um, we're so fucked up with some of the sick shit that's happening, man. Um, before I show you some of this sick shit, a lot of these billionaires are already coming out basically saying certain shit that's proven certain shit. The CEO of Starbucks came out basically. In my view, uh, at the local, state, and federal level, these governments across the country and leaders, mayors and governors... Basically, the Starbucks CEOs basically said that the governments and the Democratic-ran states are really the reason for all the small businesses just being shut down. So if you haven't seen that, um, that shit is real. Uh, I also want you to see Kamala Harris. She's the the fucking famous vice president that just got appointed. I think they threw darts at a wall and whatever fucking bitch's face they stuck, they landed on, and Kamala got the job. But listen to this shit. And to make this happen, let us do what we do best. We build coalitions. We know how to do that. We got the meanest, baddest phone trees in the world. <laughs> That's a dumb motherfucking broad, bro. I mean, we got some dumb people out there. There's a video that leaked of the Capitol riots last year, and one of them is none other than a big-time politician, government, federal employee, and a lot of people are saying he's been faked and hacked. It's funny how we cover up for certain folks, and we don't cover up for certain folks. And I haven't heard anything about Hunter Biden and the daughter, Natalie, after the cocaine ramp. Have you guys heard a lot about it? I got to be real about it. Have you guys heard a lot about... Um, have you guys heard about it? Like, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Like, why haven't I heard anything more about the Hunter Biden or the daughter? Have you noticed? You guys got to... Really open your eyes and be like Damn open your ears like why the fuck I don't hear about that shit why does shit Die out faster than some Shit but see we got These people that come out and get caught up Every so often right and now They're trying to come up with an excuse on To why this is fake video I would love to know who edited this Fucking video and made it fake Because they sure plastered this motherfucker's Face on there but look at this Motherfucker Back tomorrow. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say we need. We need to go. I'll say it. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go. I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. 
Go look up who that is. You'll see who he is. Ray Epps, uh, government official. They're saying he got hacked. So let me ask you this. Is that, not the, is that not him? I've heard him speak. I've seen his face. I've seen his body. He looks exactly like that motherfucker. So I would love to know that the, how that was faked. I would love to know how that video is fake. Does anyone else in here do that right there and and and, uh, and, and get hacked? <laughs> Hunter Biden was hacked too, right? Man, it's unbelievable. It mo- it blows my mind that that's where we are and how we sit nowadays. Uh, it, it's really fucked up. I I there's two. This is how we're. This is why we are fucked up. Okay. We got this Dr. Predator out here. If you guys haven't seen this, you need to pay attention. This Dr. Predator right here basically stuck his dick in a girl's mouth while she was knocked out having surgery. Okay? This weirdo fuck right here, not a bad looking dude, right? Put his penis into a girl who was under, who was knocked out for having surgery. If you haven't seen this video from another angle that I just got, it's disgusting. I posted it on Twitter. I tagged Michael Rappaport because I wanted Mike to pass it along. Michael just retweeted it and just said, wow. I want you to see this sick motherfucker that I would have killed on the spot. Sorry to tell you, this is real. But I want you to see this weirdo fuck. This could be any of our daughters, sisters, mothers in this room. Look at this undisgusting, disgusting-ass motherfucker. As they are actually, they're actually surgically performing surgery on this girl, literally separated by a fucking sheet. And this motherfucker has the audacity. America, we're fucked up. me this motherfucker is opening her mouth so let me this is my that's my question slap richard that's my question these motherfucking girls they're females recording they are whispering and talking i don't know if you heard them but they're sitting there like oh my god watch this look at this look at this it was in brazil i believe or colombia or somewhere like that why are the girls not breaking into the fucking thing and saying, look at this. Uh, 
Like, why are you recording that, you sick fuck? Like, how about you run in there and stab this bitch-ass motherfucker in a jugular? Like, I don't understand. That is what we do. We film it so we can get clout and likes. This motherfucker is literally right next to the motherfuckers operating on the female. It, we got sick motherfuckers, man. This is some sick shit going on, and, and you don't you wonder why I'm I don't trust but two people in the world, me and the other motherfucker ain't you. That's why I can't. That's is this is why we have issues, dog. This is what's wrong in the world right now, and I I blame. Everybody from parents to teachers to administrators to people that run this place because we've allowed this for how long? And I told you, motherfuckers, just three or four years ago when I started a show, I told you that the fucking country was imploding. Imploding. We're imploding right in front of our very eyes, fellas. But so we have that going on, right? Because what? We allow it. We allow it. And that is some sicko shit that we allow, okay? Alan, I don't know if you've seen this. I sent it to you. Very unfortunate because I would love it. I, I, I don't want to, I don't say I, lo- I would love for it to happen to my team. But I have to say, if this happened to one of my teams, I would have been, I, you know, I would have went after the motherfuckers. But I have to let you see this video and I want you to see it in totality so you can really gauge how really, to be honest, how we think. And peep it out. What's funny? Even though everybody on the football team is a little upset about this video, we're just trying to figure out what made you think we were prisoners. You saw a bunch of us in these shorts, University of Miami shorts. We all go to University of Miami to play football. We rented out the park to have a good time that day. And we're just trying to figure out, why did you think we were prisoners? See, that shit right there to me is like crazy. Now, I understand Miami, we called them the convicts back in the day, right? When everybody, Michael Irvin and all them teams were there. But not literally like that. Like, these motherfuckers see a bunch of orange and a motherfucker, once again, filming it, captions it as we let convicts into the pool. Prisoners are allowed to come swimming. And when I saw it, I was like, fuck, that's kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't think anything of it. These motherfucking ignorant motherfuckers out here literally thought that's what they were. Those kids in orange, their school colors were prisoners. <laughs> it's fucking dog. This fucking world. We got a bunch of motherfuckers who put our foot in our mouth so fucking fast and say stupid shit. And uh, it's crazy, dog. It's crazy to me. I, I don't understand it, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. We got to keep pushing. Um, Shout out to Bernard Pollard for coming on the show, repping, talking that shit. We had a great time talking that shit, start to show off. I can't believe the show's gone by two hours already. But Pollard uh, introduced, uh, uh, he started the show with me, and uh, it was a great one. So I appreciate him coming in and, and getting the party started. Um, 
You got a lot of weird shit going on, man, in America. A lot of scandalous shit going on out here, man. And it's kind of fucking unfortunate. Um, if you haven't heard about this abortion violation, doctor who provided abortion care for the 10-year-old rape victim to be investigated by Indiana AG. So I don't know if you know about the 10-year-old who was raped and then had to go across the state border to get the abortion and they wouldn't allow it in Ohio and all that shit. Then it came out as being fake. I don't know if you saw that. It came out as being fake. Um, well, it's not fake. And so the motherfucker that actually did the rape uh, is a, is a uh, non-documented uh, Hispanic cat that's not even a citizen. So he raped this girl. Not even a citizen. Just imagine. You're forcing people to have babies. Um, <laughs> like who aren't even from here. Or have legal documentation. That is how fucked up that rule is in my opinion. And I'm just. See, that, see that's the thing about it. I got Republican homies that are talking shit to me like, well, I don't agree with the rape shit and all that, JB, but I, my, me and my daughter both agree that we got, we should, you, you should be pro life. The baby starts living when the heart beats. Well, the baby's heart don't beat when the motherfuckers found out she got pregnant. <laughs> like, homie, it makes no sense. This is the problem we have. These are the problems. See, they're lucky I'm not president. Uh, they're they're fucking they're so lucky that I can't be president in this motherfucker. Holy shit! If I was president, dog, woo, we'd have some we'd have some shit cracking. America would be back cracking around this motherfucker. We would be back on top. Guarantee you that shit. Don't get it twisted. We'd be back on top, fucking around, and I'm president. Black, white, right, left, blue. Red, it don't matter. We're going to be on the same motherfucking page. We got motherfuckers in our army, in a battalion, sucking dildos, homie. That is what we got going on right now. We got our fucking military sucking dildos in fucking the barracks. I'm sure you guys have seen video of that shit. I'm not going to show the video, but I'm sure you've seen videos. Um... That's what's going on right now. We got motherfuckers out here sucking dildos. That's who's on our front line. That's who you motherfuckers trust. Man, shit. I mean, I trust a female that sucks a dick, but I don't trust a man that sucks a dildo. I'm just going to be real with you. I'm sorry. I, I mean, you know, we got bitch made cats and we got bitch made cats. And, uh, whoo, shit, man. Well, Mandarin is the most widely sp spoken language in the world. So, Ernesto, no offense. Don't you hate my face say no offense? Ah, that shit irks me, dog. No offense, Ernesto. But your grandchildren already speak Mandarin. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> no offense. Uh, no offense. This fuck, homie. It's crazy. Um... Winston Churchill, you are sounding more and more like a fucking slapdick every day. Your SIS operatives, I know about them, bro. My brother's in the fucking Air Force. I got a brother that was a Navy SEAL. They don't slap us in the face. Shut up. 
Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and operatives that we have that you don't even know that's classified will fuck and murder your fucking SAS operatives. Shut the fuck up. First of all, you have eight of them. You have eight of them. <laughs> we literally train your operatives, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> we train your SAS operatives. You, you want to come here and talk about military and shit like you fucking know all the military shit. I have a whole family in the military, bruh. Don't give me no bullshit and don't start no bullshit that you know you can't fucking trick me on. I know we train your SAS operatives, so stop the bullshit. You guys have fucking Sean Connery and that's it. Stop. This ain't fucking uh, The Rock, motherfucker. We, this ain't The Rock. <laughs> Motherfucker thinks it's The Rock. <laughs> he thinks we're Sean Connery in The Rock. <laughs> Winston Churchill thinks this is the movies and shit. Holy shit. This ain't the movies, homie. Come on, man. I like you. Do you have the, do you have the accent, Winston Churchill? Do you have the accent? If you had the accent, dog, I'm going to keep you in the show forever. I got to be honest. I got to keep you in the... I got to keep you in the show if you speak that accent. I got to hear the accent. Do you have the accent? Is that real? Are you from over there or are you just in here to stir up bullshit? Uh, oh, man, that's comical. All right, so listen, I'm gonna get, I wanted to ask Bernard my, the, his top 10 DBs. I have my top 10 DB list I want to share so I can get all the haters out there right now. Um, I want to get that shit going. Um, but I have a top 10... DBs in the NFL currently, I have a top 10 DB list. I want to break it down real quick, all right? I'm going to start at number 10. Patrick Sertan, the second. I think he's going to be a top one or two DB in the league very, very shortly, okay? I think he has a pedigree, comes from a long line. I think he's going to be big time. Antoine Woodfield Jr., I have number nine. Because these two guys are young, also a pedigree. His daddy was no joke, Um I think he; those two are both in the top 10, okay? Both in the top 10. Um, and I think their upside is tremendous. I think they're only going to get better, all right? So, number eight, Derwin James. I could put Derwin James in my top four, to be honest. I think he's a difference maker on the, on the Chargers defense. I think his he sets the tone. He's a coach on the field. He is the captain on the defense i think derwin james changes the game in the back row for the chargers and um i like derwin james i think i can move derwin james above denzel ward above buddha above uh jc jackson to be honest um but i got him at the eight spot marshawn Lattimore. i think he's just got a big money i think he's going to be a, a big time guy jair alexander as well I think he has a tremendous upside. A lot of good, young, secondary players in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. There's, uh, we we got to go young. I couldn't put in the, you know, the honey badgers of the world and all these type of things because he's. I think he's old now. I don't think he's very good. Um, Buda Baker, I think Buda Baker is a big-time guy. Um, I think he's going to be a big-time player. Uh, he's only shown glimpses of what he can be. I wish I would have talked to uh, Pollard about this. I wanted to get that in, but I just couldn't get to it. Um, we had such a good conversation going. Um, but Buda Baker is going to be very, very good. 
Denzel Ward just got a big bag. Um, I know uh, D Bud on Pat McAfee show is always talking about Denzel Ward. I think Denzel's going to be good. JC Jackson, JUCO guy. I recruited him at Indy. I tried to get him uh, actually at Garden City. He ended up going to JUCO in California to Riverside Junior College. Uh, he's been a big time player ever since in the NFL. Um, JC Jackson, the ball hawk. He's a Ray Lewis of the secondary. He's always around the football. He studies the game. Good kid. I used to recruit him. I talked to him several times. I uh, should have recruited him solely. I would have got his ass. Minka Fitzpatrick just signed a big contract. I think he's a big heavy hitter in the secondary for the Steelers. I think he's a, uh, a captain on the field. He controls it. He's similar to Derwin James for the Chargers. I think he controls that back row for the Steelers. And uh, Minka's a big-time player. And then Jalen Ramsey, I think he's just the lockdown. He's the Revis Island. He's the... He's the uh, Richard Sherman of his generation. I think he's a lockdown guy. Um, put him on an island, whatever. He talks a lot. I'm cool with the talking. He does some bitch-made shit, too. Um, but, um, you know, clearly he's the best corner right now. But corners get old fast, just like running backs. And if people tell you different, they're wrong. Running backs and corners age faster than any other position. Because there's more of them, and there's always a new motherfucker playing your position. That's the big time next best thing. So don't forget it. Don't forget what I just said. Um, those two positions, whether you know it or not, contrary to belief, um, are very, very, uh, they get old quick. And so those positions are hard to rank on a daily basis. Does Honey Badger still make plays? Sure he does. He's not. He's just not a guy that I would put. J.C. Horn. Yep, J.C. Horn's another kid, um, Allen. Also, Juice uh, that plays for uh, the Jets who got drafted high. He's going to be big time. Uh, there's a lot of good young guys, corners and secondary sa safety guys, uh, box safety, cover safeties. There's a lot of one-high guys. There's no more one-high in the league, but, you know, there's a lot of quarter safeties now that can play man, carry number two vertical, reroute a backer, uh, hold drop, and replace the mic on special blitzes, certain things like that. I know I'm talking way out of your some of your leagues, uh, just like Bernard was talking, but that's how we talk, and that's how we're programmed to talk. So if you don't know how that is, always. A.J. Terrell, we've, we've thought about A.J. Terrell, uh, Wido. We thought about bringing him. I thought about putting him on the list, um, but we'll get to him. You know, it's just so hard when you only have 10 people in there. So, you know, when you only have 10 people, it's hard to put 10 in there. But, uh, yeah, sauce, I mean, not juice, Brad, sauce. Sauce is going to be good for the Jets. Um McDuffie for the Chiefs. I don't know who that is. Um, like I said, I, I don't, I don't really like go look at too many. Asante Samuel Jr. I like him. I like Asante Samuel Jr. Um, but yeah, Oos, I, 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 we got to do a chalk talk session sometime. We got to get into that. We're gonna do that. Me and uh, me and uh, Zach uh, Smith will be on, and we're gonna do college football season. We're gonna be chalk talking it up. Stingley's just getting in there. He's going to be a good one, hopefully. But we got to see what he can do first. We got to see if he's physical enough to play with these big wide receivers that are in the NFL who are freaks, the Julio Jones of the world. Even though Julio's out of his, uh, you know, Julio's on the downside, on the backside of, the, of old. Um, but it's at the same time, you got to see if he can handle the box, if he can go down and 
Can he fit the run game in, in today's world with RPOs and, and different triple option plays? Corners are now expected to be forced players. Corners are now making run fits. Corners are now stopping the run on the perimeter. Corners are now the anchors of several defenses nowadays with the offenses they are seeing. Corners are now having to tackle Lamar Jackson running 40 yards laterally to gain one yard, like Bernard Pollard just explained. So this is why I broke this down this way. So if you don't understand it, it is what it is. It's all good, but um, but it is what it is, man. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we can name all kind of guys. There's all kind of guys, right? Daniel Sorensen, right? Uh, I should have put him on there. <laughs> People are going to give me shit. I, I wouldn't have put him on my top 10 list. Shut the fuck up. But I love Danny. I coach Danny. I coach his brother. I coach his whole family. Daniel Sorensen, great kid. I think he's made more plays than he's got burnt on. But a lot of people talk shit. Uh, maybe the defensive line's real shitty, and so are the linebackers for the Chiefs. Maybe that's why the secondary was very shitty last year, if you didn't notice. But everybody wanted to put it on the slow white guy in the secondary. That is what it is. Um Anyway, on the audio side, this is a show. This is a wrap. I will see you guys manana for fucking Fearless Friday right here at 1 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, make sure you're listening and come on over to YouTube. Become a member. Subscribe. Join today. The best $1.99 you can spend. Uh, YouTubers, stay on. We're going to go in the after hours and the after party. We're going to chop it up. Um, I'm going to upload the show on the audio side and we'll chop it up. And you guys, uh, if you guys want to talk some shit, hit me up and, uh, take some callers maybe. And tomorrow, make sure you join us tomorrow when Hector will join us and we'll talk some betting and gambling and he'll have his, uh, top picks and he'll have his pick of the week and his, uh, his, his, uh, his, his can't lose pick of the week. He'll break that down. Uh, other than that, he's just going to run through his picks. You guys can take notes and, uh, Hey, we'll continue to grow the show. I appreciate everybody coming in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, YouTube, stay, 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 uh, stay here for the after party in the after hours. Peace. That's the wrong fucking song. Storm Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. Don't need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. Before